mama, do you find yourself Googling how to raise my teen girl mainly because you have no clue how to parent her in this season of puberty? Hormonal changes, desired independence, rebellion, and maybe a little bit of attitude is coming your way, or maybe you're starting to notice a little bit of sass. And you probably don't understand how TikTok stars have more influence on your daughter than yourself, her own mom. Today, I'm tackling this beast of raising a teen, actually tween girl, and unraveling five areas to be intentional while raising your teen girl. Hold on tight, mama. Well, mom, if you don't have a community yet, did you know you have one of moms in a season the same as you? And I invite you to come and join us. Check it out. You'll find moms in the same season of raising a teen and tween girl as you. You'll laugh, you'll find encouragement, you'll seek advice, and there's tips and resources for you in there. So if you're interested in coming over and checking it out, go to linktree forward slash Jeannie Baldomero. That's L-I-N-T-R dot E-E forward slash Jeannie Baldomero. Hey mama, welcome to Raising Her Confidently. Do you want to have open communication with your teen daughter? Do you find yourself constantly thinking about how to talk to your teen or why your girl is not opening up to you? Do you wake up with confident intentions only to feel confused and frustrated when all you get are one-word answers from your daughter again? Hey, I'm Jeannie. I too was a mom raising young teens. I too felt grieved by the loss of my sweet, talkative little girl. I wanted her to come to me about anything, even if she was scared, and listen to my advice. But I kept thinking, she won't listen to me, and I don't know how to approach her until I found tools to create open communication. In this podcast, you will find how to connect and talk to your team and create a safe space for her to go to so that you will have that close relationship you dreamed of. Go grab your glass of Merlot and throw off those fuzzy slippers and let's dig in together. When my children were entering the adolescent stage, boy, did it hit me. You know, after the toddler stage that was physically exhausting, I thought I'd be ready for the upcoming adolescent stage, I was thinking to myself, you know, I got this. The, you know, elementary stage has been so much fun. And starting to notice, notice some of the changes in my children, I was not ready for the emotional exhaustion this stage of parenting brought to me. I remember my mom specifically when I was 13, when I had the attitude, basically she called me, she called me hard-headed, meaning I was very stubborn and strong-willed. And I remember and recall her saying many times, wait until you're a mom. Because I would always say, mom, why are you worried so much? Mom, you know, you don't have to worry about me as much as you worry. And she said it clear, wait until you're a mom. And I believe me, 10 times, I think she's, that what she was saying is coming back at me. So being a mom of tweens at the time, I felt almost ill-equipped of What was ahead of me into the teenage years? You might be feeling the same way, Mama. Maybe you are literally scratching your head or perplexed at some of the actions and words coming out of your girl's mouth. Probably even thinking like my mom was thinking, I don't even know who she is anymore. Or maybe you're starting to notice the change happening in her. Um, I talk about the change in one of my earlier episodes about some of the physical and biological changes happening to your daughter. And maybe you're starting to notice that. Maybe she's becoming a little more sassier or wanting less of your help or 
less of the cuddle time that she typically appreciated from you. You're heading into this exciting new stage of raising your teen tween girl. I mean, granted, it is a scary stage for most moms and dads, but again, being on the other side of it, it's super exciting to be able to reach your daughter at a different level. So now what do you do now that you notice that these changes are happening, you're entering the adolescent stage, and you find yourself Googling how to raise a teen girl? Today, I'm going to talk about five areas to be intentional about in the coming years. Now, in future episodes, I'm going to break this down. But for today, I'm just going to share some general areas for you to take notice that will help impact your teen as you're guiding her through this season. So are you ready? One area to take notice of is what I call self-reflection. You know, in order to kind of move into a season that's new for you, sometimes you kind of have to think back, look inward and reflect on our own self. How is the changes and how are the attitudes that you're noticing? And it might not even be an attitude. It might just be something different from who she was as an elementary school kid. She's definitely exerting some independence and that's impacting you as a parent because this is something new coming from your daughter. So how is this impacting you? That's something, a question you want to ask. First, how is this, or how are these changes impacting me? What is it affecting and stirring up in me? Is it causing me to be ill-equipped? Is it causing me to be insecure? Is it bringing me back to when you were a teen or tween? Or maybe um, you're thinking, oh my gosh, how exciting. I remember what it was like as a teenager. And maybe you're excited for this stage. Where is your head in parenting for your growing girl? I ask this because are, are you still thinking that you're raising this young eight-year-old, maybe six-year-old daughter, and now does, does your head need to get into a different space? When I say head, does that mean, uh, I mean, do you need to prepare by equipping yourself uh, in changing your mindset of how you look like as a mom and your role as a mom in this season? What are, the, what are your expectations? Do you have expectations for yourself of how you're supposed to show up as a mom of a tween, young teen girl? Uh, what are your expectations of your girl? What is that supposed to be? For example, are you expecting her to be that young girl that comes and cuddles you still? Or are you expecting the worst? Maybe you're thinking about how you were as a young teen. Believe me, I've done that many, many times. i like, oh no, 13 is coming up. And I was bracing myself for the 13-year-old genie as opposed to my 13-year-old daughter. So what are your expectations of this stage? Are you putting on some of the expectations or even stories that you had as a 13-year-old on your daughter? And is that causing insecurity or maybe um, fear or even maybe... Uh, higher expectations than what you're getting now? How were you during this stage, right? Um, Maybe this can cause some empathy for you, knowing that um, it's going to be a rough stage for her of trying to figure out who she is, trying to navigate this world that has already opened up to her. Again, go back to that earlier episode about the changes that I talk about, and this will all make sense to you about 
why she's starting to change her need for independence. Um, why does this all matter about reflecting your inner self? Like, like looking back at yourself, why does this even matter to raising a young teen girl? It does because how you approach this season really does matter. Who are you depending on? Do you have people in your corner that have gone through this season before? Are you bringing in some predictions of how your daughter's going to be based on your own experience as a 13-year-old? Do, are there things that need to shift in your mentality as a mom? You're no longer a mom of an elementary school girl. You're a mom of a growing teen. So what has to shift there, right? So it's important to be aware of this area of your life in raising a young teen girl is to first look at yourself and what are you bringing into this season and into this stage and what needs to shift. Now, if you need some help with that, uh, I will have future episodes that address some of these things about our mindset of being a mom of a young teen girl. I also have a course on Rooted that actually dives in deep about that. A lot of brainstorming, a lot of um, soul searching that you can check out on my website, JeannieValdemero.com. But for now, we're just going to simply expose yourself to the idea of reflecting as an area of being intentional with raising your teen girl, right? So the second area is influence. Looking at our influences that surround our daughter. As an elementary school kid, sometimes our influences are very small, actually. If she's not allowed to have an iPhone, even smaller, because that dramatically decreases the amount of information and influences coming at your daughter that you can control as an elementary school kid, right? In elementary, influences could be immediate family, grandparents, some relatives, what she watches on TV, school, and friends, right? That's the limited a limited amount of influence that she has. Now, growing as a young teen, she's soon discovering there's a whole world out there for her, right? She's becoming aware that, oh, it's not just about my small community. There is a world out there, and this is her natural desire to become independent, right? And so the circle of influence starts to expand as we allow our daughters more privileges like having a phone, or at a certain age in our teen years, handling social media and the responsibility of that, or even going to bigger schools, right? From from elementary to junior high, the school significantly changes in size. They are now um, going class to class and becoming a lot more independent. So social circles become bigger and her exposure to other people become bigger, and so her influences become bigger. So being aware of the type of influence that is coming at your daughter is also an area of being intentional. Where is she getting information from? Who is she being exposed to? And this is such a great way to even think about with your part, your parenting partner, the types of influence you want in her life as she's expanding her circle No longer is it just mom and dad that will have an influence on her. It's going to be other grownups. And if you could have a say early on of the type of grownups that have influence on her and being intentional in that, even better, right? For my husband and I, we were very intentional about getting my daughter involved in her church girls group, which I happen to be have led, which was amazing. But also with that, being involved in 
than the youth ministry, she was also exposed to other leaders within the ministry and moms that her her friends from church or even youth pastors. So she had those type of influences that we were very intentional with early on as she was starting to make these changes in her life. So that's another area of intentionality is the area of influence. Another area of this communication. So communication changes as your daughter, daughter grows. So being in this different season, how are you communicating to her? Are you still in the mode of just telling her what to do? You know, I hate the word barking, but <laughs> because I, I have one of my moms that says, I hate barking instructions to my daughter, but it's, it's literally, is that all you do? When you have conversations with your daughter or even speaking to your daughter, is it just telling her what to do? And maybe that's something that needs to change. Again, as your daughter's changing to be more independent, she, her expectations and our ex- expectations of how we communicate with our daughter changes. No, we're not talking to her like a friend, like we would with our friends, but we are changing the way we communicate, right? What is her comfort level with communicating with her? With her, And what is your comfort level with her communicating with you? And considering the type of conversations you have with her, are they still just, hey, did you do your homework? I want you to do your chores. Talking to her like she's a little kid when she's starting to grow into her independence some of the things that we talk to our children needs to change. And it could also be um, starting off with having conversations around the things that they're interested in. My daughter's a dancer and she danced for since she was very young, since the age of two. But the conversations around dance changed and have evolved over time, right? I don't talk to her about dance like I do in elementary and middle school, right? So in middle school, it was more about um, understanding, you know, who her friends are in in dance. What she, what was her opinion about some of the teachers? Why does she feel so tired? Those were the type of conversations that started to shift for us around the dance. So that's just an example of content. Like, what are some areas that need to shift in conversation? Or it becomes more of a conversational conversation instead of a, I'm telling you what to do conversation. And approachability. Are you more approachable for your daughter? Or is your daughter still scared to come to you, maybe feeling a little more shameful because we're giving a lecture, right? Is she going to expect a lecture from you every single time she approaches you? Um, I am guilty of that. So I speak from experience when I say, uh, how approachable are you to your kids? Because I find myself, even in the middle of conversation, shifting my conversations into a lecture when it was just a simple question my daughter was asking me. And I needed to be aware of simply answering your question and maybe expanding on it and not getting into lecture mode. Because the more I lecture, the less she will come to me. And I've learned that the hard way. So there was some building in conversations where she could trust me. And I had to literally do some self-control and know the timing of this is not a time to lecture. This is a time to listen and to simply answer those questions because I really do want her to come to me and for myself to be approachable during this time because it's so crucial to allow our daughters to feel comfortable in approaching us without feeling some type of reprimand 
when they do, right? I remember that as a 13-year-old being so scared to approach my parents because I knew I would get a lecture or some type of reprimand for thinking the way I thought, even when it was truly something I felt and they didn't really want to hear. I think one of the things that I've learned as a mom was to listen to everything they have to say, even if I know I don't want to hear it. And that is just so hard to do as a mom because you want to correct them right away, especially them being 11 and 12. But I think in the big picture, in the big scheme of things, being approachable, even if you don't want to hear the content, is far more valuable in relationship in the long run than trying to correct them in every single conversation you have with them because then they won't come anymore, right? So how fluid are these conversations of communication? Are they more natural and, and less taxing or are they, uh, do they need to shift? So I think mom being intentional in the area of communication and shifting the way uh, how approachable we are, the type of things we talk about, and our comfort level between the two of us um, needs to be thoughtful and intentional. So that's another area. Another area too is value. So again, our teenagers are growing as independent beings and that's normal. We want them to be independent uh, because when they turn 18, right, we want them to be an adult that can take care of themselves and can live through society as a good citizen. One of areas to consider being intentional is your value. It's almost like a check-in. You've spent from birth all the way to elementary teaching, guiding, actually enforcing, right, through your rules, good character, what you, what you as a family value most, and establishing rules around that. Now that she's a teenager, it's going to be natural that she pushes up against those boundaries. So this is a great check-in to see if any of those values that you, for many years, tried to show, to enforce, to um, develop within your family, if they have stuck, right? Now, here's a caveat. Teenagers are naturally rebellious because they seek independence. So when you do your check-ins, and for an instance, they're totally against the values that you tried to shape them in, this is not a reason for you to panic, but it's a point, right? A point of interest for yourself to know like, okay, this is where she's trying to be rebellious in and find other areas that you notice and have observed that she is actually valuing that core value that you've instilled in them, okay? So just because she says it doesn't mean she actually doesn't believe in it. I hope that makes sense. So what are her values? Um, I have an activity in my free resource library, if you check out my website, about an activity of establishing core values. This is such a great way to assess, even with your whole family, to see what, what your girl values. It's, it gives her full independence to choose, which is what she desires, but it also gives you a window to see what values have stuck, family values have stuck, and what are some new values that she, at this season, personally believes in, and how you can either one, develop it, or two, kind of understand why she values that the most, and how you can 
utilize that to guide her through the coming years. Now, it's also establishing some rules. Are there are these rules that you have in your family still there, like still uh, enforced? Or do they need to be adjusted? Typically, rules in the family, be respectful, be kind. For us, it's love Jesus. Those were rules that were have been instilled as we were a growing family. The respectful and the kindness and loving yourself has always been a rule that ha- that will be uh, a solid foundation in our family. Now, there are some other rules that I, I understand, like with young adults, that no longer apply or I would not want that to be a rule because I want that to be their own life, which is like love Jesus. As we established that as a family rule, with, because I really felt, both my husband and I felt that in the developing years, there was no question, they go to church when we go to church. But as a young adult, I want their faith to be their faith, not my faith. And so that was a rule that we decided that no longer applies to our young adults because we want them to have that rule for themselves because they choose it, not because we enforced it on them. I hope that makes sense. So as your growing teen grows in your family, what are some rules that you believe needs to still be there, but yet check your boundaries? So now boundaries are like the guardrails. You know, as a young kid, there are tighter boundaries, right? As a toddler, there are tighter boundaries that we set on our kids, like don't touch the oven because we know that if they touch the oven, that they're going to get burned and developmentally, they don't understand that. So we have to put those type of boundaries, but we don't put those same type of boundaries on our 11, 12 year old. We don't say don't touch the oven because they already know that, right? So now we can expand our boundaries and our guardrails so that they can make more choices, which fosters more independence and room for growth and refinement. I hope that makes sense. So uh, I actually have an upcoming episode where we actually break this down of what boundaries are appropriate for our growing teen girl. So look out for that. But that's something to be intentional about. Looking at your rules, discovering her values at this point by utilizing that um, core values guide, clarifying core values guide that you can find in my free resource library at JeannieBaldemera.com. Just so you can understand where she's at. And then also looking at your rules. Are they still firm, which should be, but I'll, but looking at those boundaries, because I know those need to change, right? Because she's no longer the elementary kid. She's now going into middle school and needs a little bit of room to make those choices, right? And, and those refinement. It's appropriate because she wants to be independent. So we're giving him, giving her wider boundaries so that she can make those choices at the same time you know, knowing that there's going to be some consequences of the choices that she makes, right? This is the refining and the accountability that allows her to grow and it allows us to guide her. So value is one of them. The last area is accountability. Now, accountability, I said earlier, was the type of choices they're able to make, right? We're holding them accountable to the choices that they are making, And accountability also means the type of community that is surrounding her, right? Like when we were talking about influences earlier, this is what I mean is what type of accountability does she have besides mom and dad? 
Now, this works in favor for you, mom and dad, because when you have a community of people surrounding her and speaking into her life and being that voice that you normally would be, but it's just a, a different set of mouths on the same landing on the same ear. <laughs> I call it a megaphone. So you have people in your life who are megaphones of what you believe in, your personal values, that you no longer become the bad guy because other people are speaking the same thing into her life. So if other people that she values their opinions about or are comfortable and trust are saying the exact same things you are, then mom and dad, you must be right, right? Holding her accountable, not just mom and dad holding her accountable, but being intentional about surrounding her with the right people, the voices speaking into her, become louder in this season and become her influences like we talked about earlier. So that is also an area you want to be intentional with and start thinking about who am I surrounding her with and the type of community that I'm intentionally surrounding around her in this new season that can also hold her accountable to her choices. Mama, those are the five areas that I briefly kind of did an overview with. If you're confused, yes, this is a confusing stage and that is okay. That is why we have this podcast is to cut, is to cover these five areas in bite-sized pieces through these episodes. So I want you, if you have not, follow this podcast so that you can check in and as each episode is released, you'll have more information in detail, bite-sized information that covers these five areas to be intentional with in raising your teen girl. So I hope this kind of clarifies a little bit about some of the areas that we can be aware of. It's the areas of self-reflection, influence, communication, value, and accountability. I want you to take an area that we spoke about today Explore what that looks like in the stage your daughter is in and the parenting that you need to adjust to. There are plenty of old episodes and new upcoming episodes that can address these specific areas and help you discern and decide what it will look like in your relationship with your daughter. I'm almost positive this episode has probably brought a lot of questions, topics, and concerns that you might have. I encourage you to come bring it to our mom community. And if you're not a part of that mom community, I invite you to come and join us. Post your questions, post your concerns, and we can chat some more there. You can join by going to linktree forward slash Jeannie Baldomero. That's L-I-N-T-R dot E-E forward slash Jeannie Baldomero. Hey friend, if this podcast inspired you or encouraged you or helped you in any way, I'd love for you to share it. You can screenshot this episode and share it in your stories on social media or text it to a friend who can use the support. It's the best way you can thank me. I want to let other mamas know they are not alone. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at Jeannie Baldomero or join my free mom support community at linktree backslash Jeannie Baldomero. Until next time, live full of grace, Jeannie.